Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. I'm Brother White, and what I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. If you have a moment, let me get my scriptures out, and I'll begin to read and interpret. And it goes to say, we're at Exodus of Shemot, chapter 1. These are the names of the sons of Israel who came into Egypt with Yochav. Each man came with his household, Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Judah, Yisachar, Zebulon, Benjamin, Dan, Nephtali, Gad, Asher. All told, these were 70 descendants of Yochav. Yosef was already in Egypt. Yosef died as all his brothers and and all that generation. Excuse me. Yosef died as did all his brothers and all that generation. The descendants of Israel were fruitful, increased abundantly, multiplied, and grew very powerful. The land became filled with them. Now there arose a new king over Egypt. He knew nothing about Yosef but said to his people, Look, the descendants of Israel have become a people too numerous and powerful for us. Come, let us use wisdom in dealing with them. Otherwise, they'll continue to multiply in the event of a war. They might ally themselves with our enemies, fight against us, and leave the land altogether. So this is Satan putting together his plot against the children of God. And he has put it in Pharaoh's heart to go after the children of Israel to put them in chains. And it goes to say, So they put slave masters over them to oppress them with forced labor. And they built for Pharaoh the stored cities of Pitom and Ramses. But the more the Egyptians oppressed them, the more they multiplied and expanded, until the Egyptians came to dread the people of Israel and worked them relentlessly making their lives bitter with hard labor, digging clay, making bricks, all kinds of field work. And in all this they toiled, they were shown no mercy. A man, it says, Moreover, the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was called Shiphrah, and the other pure. When you attend the Hebrew women and was and see them giving birth, he said, If it is a boy, kill him, but if it is a girl, let her live. However, the midwives were God fearing women, so they So they didn't do as the king of Egypt ordered, but let the boys live. 
The king of Egypt summoned the midwives and demanded of them, Why have you done this and let the boys live? The midwives answered Pharaoh, It's because the Hebrew women aren't like the Egyptian women. They go into labor and give birth before the midwife arrives. Therefore God prospered the midwives, and the people continued to multiply and grow very powerful. Indeed, because the midwives feared God, he made them founders of the families. Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Every every boy that is born, throw in the river, but let all the girls live. A man from the family of Levi took a woman also descended from Levi as his wife. When she conceived and had a son, upon seeing what a fine child he was, she hid him for three months. When she could no longer hide him, she took a papyrus basket, coated it with clay and tar, and put the child in it and placed it among the reeds on the riverbank. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came to bathe in the river, while her maids in attendance walked along the river shine. Spotting the basket among the reeds, she sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and looked inside, and there in front of her was a crying baby boy. Moved with pity, she said, This must be one of the Hebrews' children. At this point, his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Would you like me to go and find find you one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Pharaoh's daughter answered, Yes, go. So the girl went and called the baby's own mother. Pharaoh's daughter told her, Take this child away and nurse you for me, and I will pay you for doing it. So the women took the child and nursed it. Then when the child had grown some, she brought him to Pharaoh, to Pharaoh's daughter, and she began to raise him as her son. She called him Moshe, pull out, explaining, because I pulled him out of the water. One day when Moshe was a grown man, he went out to visit his kinsmen, and he watched them struggling at forced labor. He saw an Egyptian strike a Hebrew, one of his kinsmen. He looked this way and that. When he saw that no one was around, he killed the Egyptian and hid his body in the sand. The next day he went out and saw two Hebrew men fighting with each other. To the one in the wrong, he said, Why are you hitting your companion? He retorted, Who appointed you ruler and judge over us? Did you intend to kill me the way you killed the Egyptian? Moshe became frightened. Clearly, he thought, the matter has become known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he tried to have Moshe put to death. But Moshe fled from Pharaoh to live in the land of Midian. One day, as he was sitting by a well, the seven daughters of the priest of Midian came down, came to draw water. They had filled the troughs to, to water their father's sheep. When the shepherds came and tried to drive them away, but Moshe got up and defended them. Then he watered their sheep. When they came to Ruel, their father, he said, How come you're back soon today? They answered, An Egyptian rescued us from shepherds more than that. He drew water for us and and watered the sheep. 
He asked his daughters, where is he? Why did you leave the man there? Invite him to have something to eat. Moshe was glad to stay on with the man, and he gave Moshe, his daughter, to Zisporah in marriage. She gave birth to a son, and he named him Gershon, foreigner there. For he said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. Sometime during those many years, the king of Egypt died. But the people of Israel still groaned under the yoke of slavery. And they cried out, and their cry for and their cry for rescue from slavery came up to God. God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yochav. God saw the people of Israel, and God acknowledged them. So this is uh, where God hears the cries of the children of Israel, because remember, he told uh, Yochav to tell his sons they would be in slavery, and Yosef told his sons the same thing. So they knew that the people would be put in, in slavery under harsh rulership and harsh servitude. So... This is God listening to their coming back to him, their cries, their prayers, and them doing true worship because he would not have rescued them if they were doing worshiping the false gods of Egypt. What proved true worship is when they didn't kill their firstborn or, or excuse me, the male slave, the male Hebrews. All right, this, uh, now it's time for the vocabulary. Let me, give me one moment, and I'll be with you. The first word is a new. It means we. Our next word is enin. It means are them these. Our next word is inashi. It means driver's fellow in the flower of their their age, husband, man, person, people. Our next word is anak. It means grown, mourn. Our next word is anakaz. cause. It means same thing, groaning, mourn, sigh. Our next word is anakarna. It means we. Our next word is anaknu. It means we ourselves, us, we. Our next word is Ani, it means me, my, myself. Our next word is only, it means ship. Our next word is aniya, it means ship. Our next word is aniyam, it means groaning of people, aniyam. Our next word is anak, it means to be narrow, according to most. A plumb line and to others, to hook. Our next word is Agnaki, it means I mean. 
Our next word is anon. It means to mourn, complain. Our next word is anaz. It means to insist. Our next word is anaz. It means to distress, trouble. Our next word is anaf. It means be enraged, be angry. Our next word is anaf. It means the face or visage. All right. That is my lesson with the uh, the Hebrew words. Also, you can visit <clears throat> goodhouse1968.net for some of the word spelling. All right. Thank you, and I'm going to say a prayer for you. Good, I petition you that you open up our hearts to the deceitful means of Satan and his demons, the way they deceive us or drive us away from you. Let our eyes be open so that we may not fall off the narrow road that leads to everlasting life to come upon the broad and spacious road. Give us our strength, give us our sanity, our common sense, that we may be able to learn your word or study your word and progress in it and advance in it. I pray that you open our eyes, remove the things that would hold us from knowing the truth, those things that would hold us back, remove those things from us, and give us the sustenance we need for everyday life. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.